Blog Talk Radio. Hello. 
What's going right. on, Big Joe? Right, all right. Right. Uh we got um we got some guests tonight. Uh we're gonna jump right in. We're gonna jump right on into it. Is uh a uh Showtime what's the, your son's is uh is he on with us? He's supposed to be I just talked to him. Brandon, you Hello. there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, that's him right okay. there. All right, welcome to the show. Um, you guys already know how we do it. We are going to listen to uh, – tell us a little bit about you, Brandon, real quick there, young man. Well, yeah, young man. Um, I'm 20, 27. Uh, I'm a, I'm an artist from Maryland, and uh, I've been doing music for about three to four years now. Mhm. So I mean, that's really all there is to it, though. Who Who's your biggest critic? My older brother. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, let's do this, man. Welcome to the show. We're gonna get right into it, you guys. Right after this, uh, everybody, welcome. This is the Hilltop Radio Show. You guys already know what we do. Yes, indeed, baby. You are now tuned in to DJ Shine on the H-I-L-L Top Radio Show. What that is? Hilltop Mother. Shut your mouth. What? I was only talking about the baddest radio station on the land, you heard me? Oh, well, what that is? Hilltop, Hilltop. Hilltop Radio. Hilltop Radio. another artist with us tonight. I'm sorry. I apologize. And Lady Capone, welcome to the show, sweetheart. I'm sorry. I forgot about you. You there? 614 triple nine. That Lady That's Capone? Me. Not Who's a lady. Me? Who? Mikey Skills, an artist from the uh, west side of Columbus, Ohio. Are you supposed to be on tonight? Or are you just listening? Um, Peggy told me to tune in and listen. I'm a um, part of a circle that promotes and um, we promote underground artists and musicians that are independent and non-signed to venues and areas surrounding the 614. Okay, thank you, my right man. Tennessee and all. It's all about the underground and doing your own thing. But, yeah, I'm just listening, man. First time. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys. Uh, welcome back to the show. I thought I thought I had Lady Capone on here tonight. What happened with her? So you get these artists opportunities to be on here, and then they don't show up, and then they upset because the opportunity goes by them. 
So it's all good. We got we got Brandon on here. Brandon, again, welcome to the show, man. Uh, before we get started, we'll get a microphone over to the to the ladies, Robin and Peck. Go ahead and start it off the interviews, please. Peggy, Robin, right. you there? Welcome, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Uh, I like to always ask my very first question is, what are some of the things that you do to stay motivated? Uh, is this to me, Brandon? Yes, Brandon. Oh, okay. Um, well, honestly, me staying motivated is more so like just me being there in front of the mic. Honestly, that's really what motivates me. I mean, I've been around music my whole life because you know my dad's a DJ and everything. My brother's into music. His friends was into music, so it's like music has always been like a part of my life for real. So I'm I'm always motivated, honestly. And I heard you say that your brother is your uh, biggest critic. What are what are some of his observations? Um. Well, the last the last few songs I, I I let him hear is more so they he's saying like I guess the engineers putting too much auto tune on my voice and stuff like that. Which I'm not. I, I feel like I'm a big fan of auto tune, just not too much auto tune on songs. Like I don't necessarily need too much. But other than that, he normally says that my music is good. Okay. All right. So what do you think about, uh, well, so the use of the auto-tuners, do you, you're, you're comfortable with that. Um, is that, do you find that common amongst artists or do you, is that something special that you find yourself alone using? I would say that a lot of artists use it. You might just don't hear it a lot because of the engineers that they use. But me personally, I'm okay with it because I like the way it sounds on certain songs that I make. Like, if I'm doing, like, I wouldn't say, I mean, you know, I can't really sing as good. So if I, like, sing on a track or something, I might need a little auto too, just just so my voice can sound a little bit like I'm singing. Because I have, a, uh, I have a, like, a deep voice, so it wouldn't sound as perfect. Um, and then if I do like, say like a a vibe, as in like me talking about my life or something, I would just I just need a little auto tune. Like I want people to hear my voice and how I sound. I don't want to sound like a robot through the whole thing, you know. Do you do you are you going to take vocal lessons? I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Back to you, Sean. Go ahead, Ms. Yes, sir, DJ Sean. Uh, sir, what do you feel is your best song that you have released and why? I feel like my best song would probably be, I mean, I haven't released it yet, but I feel like Clear the Surface would probably be my best song. 
because I've like over the past like few years I've lost a lot of friends, so I talk about them a lot for real in the song. Um, and honestly, just what I've been going through, and I feel like that song kind of brings me out of like out more than what my other songs used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. And what um, do you think is the biggest challenge that is facing artists today? Finding an audience that is willing to give, I would say find an audience that's willing to give, like, a person a chance with their music. Because I feel like that's kind of, like, my biggest, my biggest thing, so... I would expect it to be for everyone too. Like everybody, not the same, but you know, audience can be hard to crack for. Mhm. That yes, sir. Well, sir, thank you so much, and it is an honor to be here with you tonight. And I'm going to turn it back over to DJ Sean. Thank I'm you, up. sir. Uh, again, welcome to the show, uh, Brandon. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Al and uh, Mr. No Weapon. Um, and Mr. No Weapon, you just made a comment in the group chat. And I want to get you and Al's take on this. Isn't, and you made a point in the group chat, Mr. No Weapon, isn't auto-tunes almost the same as the talk box? Or um, a version of it? No, it's, it's not the same. Uh, people that are not musically inclined think that it's the same. But people that, and I'm pretty sure DJ Sean, uh, uh, and there'd be other people on here that probably can understand the difference. But if you're not musically inclined, you think it's the same thing. But auto-tune is computer-generated. The talk box, mm-hmm. you have to, of course, you have to put these tubes in your mouth. You have to know the keys on the keyboard. You have to know how to talk through the tube. And you got you you got to uh, look at the keyboard, and your fingers have to play the notes on the keyboard. Versus auto-tune is just your voice, and the computer does everything for you. You don't, it, don't, it doesn't take a whole lot of music uh, musical skills to pull it off. Uh, Al, you want to add to that? Uh, yes. Uh, I kind of don't agree with you all the way on that. Uh, with auto tune, is if you really, if you're really a vocalist and you really can sing and you want to put some auto tune on it, that's that's good. If you understand the technique and understand the uh, the artistic part of it, and um, because I do them both, I do the talk box and I do the auto tune, and I will use it. But it depends on the song that I'm going to use, and if um, <clears throat> excuse me, and if it's like um, for instance, if I want to use some auto tune in some some parts of the song, then I, that's the flavor that I want. But in using the auto tune, the part of it, if if you're going to use it, be able to do your show live without the auto tune because using auto tune live is going to uh, it's gonna go south on you. So you know, just be able to to be able to sing without it. But if you're gonna use it, it's for uh, it's for marketing. You know, when you're doing your marketing on your song, because the song is gonna be your market for you. So okay. that's that's my uh, that's my technique. All right, thank you guys, uh, Mr. No Weapon and uh, Mr. Al Davis. Appreciate you both. Uh, show DJ Showtime. This is your your son, man. So, what is your what is your input on this young man and his, and his his talent that he's brought to you? And 
are you know how do you uh prepare him for uh you know getting his music to djs and you know what type of you know music djs are gonna or djs are gonna play it i know you give him some pointers on his music so tell us how you feel about your son you know as far as being an artist and you networking with him and getting his music out but to be honest with you um I really didn't even know he was a rapper, to be honest with you. I just heard one day that people was telling me he was going to the studio, and I was like, going to the studio for what? So I was listening. He got one song that blows my mind. I, I, I don't care. Whenever I hear this song, it just blows my mind. At the, at how, I didn't know how talented he really was. But a lot of my son's songs, he writes them from the heart because he writes them from his feelings. Cause he's been through a lot in his life, so he writes most of his songs through his feelings, and I just think that he's very—he's a very talented. And I just be honest with you, Sean. I just started really playing his music because mm-hmm. some of the stuff he brought me at first, I would tell him I didn't like it. He mm-hmm. know I'm very picky when it comes to music. I—I I, I didn't like it. I told him I wouldn't play it. But he got this one song. I would play this song anywhere. And then he, the other couple songs he sent me. Um, before I could get them more here, I, I like both of them. I just sat and listened to them over and over and over again. I just, with me, it's about the feeling of the music. If I can feel the music, I mean, and just listen to the words of the song, and I can feel it, I like it and I'll play it. But his earlier, his earlier stuff, I, I wouldn't play because I didn't like it. But these last three or four songs he done put out, they get they they getting real good at at, at um. He's getting real better and better at his craft, so I'm I'm gonna try to push his music. You know, I'm, I can't. I talked to you last night, Sean. And mm-hmm. I, I I wanted I wanted him to come on here and listen to what these professional people have to say about his music, not just me or his brother. People that really know the business, they can give him some insight on what he can do to help himself. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Um. Uh, Brandon, uh, you know, you heard from, you know, uh, two, two of the experts and, uh, mm-hmm. and your, and your dad, you know, a big time DJ, professional DJ has been in the game for, uh, longer than, uh, Jesus walking the earth. So, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, so what do you have to say about the feedback that you've gotten so far before we get into your music, young man? Uh, I mean, well, I'll start with my dad since he he knows me a little more than everybody else. Um, honestly, I have been making music like, like I said, three or four years now, and I've been like every song I've I wouldn't say every song, but the majority of songs I've dropped recently have came from like past experiences and stuff. So I will say most of the songs I do write come from what I've been through and how I'm feeling and stuff like that. Um, and for all the other, like, insights they've been giving me and ask the questions they ask me, like, I enjoy doing music. So I don't really take – I take people, like – I'll say – sorry that I'm keeping, like, tongue twist, but I keep everything that anyone tells me about my music, and I keep it and I hold it for the next time I go into the studio – because I want to make good music. I don't want to make any music that's going to make people 
sad or anything. I, I, I like making music that makes people happy or I wouldn't say aggressive, but more so have them thinking. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so before um, I'm gonna ask you one last question, then we'll get into your music. Um, so, so when you write your music, you say you write your music it comes from the heart. How long does it take you to to get your music down on pen and paper? Do you do you rush uh, your process, or you take your time with the process? That's what I want to ask you. I mean, do you rush the process, well, I, or you take your time? I'll say it normally takes, depending on how, like, what vibe I'm in, it, it normally takes me about, I'll say, 30 to 35 minutes tops. If I'm really put into a thought process and how I want it to go, and, like, it'll maybe take me about 45. And you already know what type of beat you want with the, with, with the music and everything right then and there as you're creating it, Correct. As you're creating your your yes. your your writing, okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna yeah. go. Let me do this real quick, and then we go to. So, Al, you and you and Mr. No Weapon are artists. Y'all create your own music as well. So, how long does it take you, Al, uh, to get into your mode uh, to create a song and and um, put the music to it? If you don't mind asking that question. Well, when I put the music, when I started off on the music. Excuse me. When I start off on the music, I may uh, come up with something today, and then I'm still working on it tomorrow. It, it just depends. Sometimes I can finish it that same day, and sometimes I probably will not finish it that same day. Uh, it depends on the song, because mm-hmm. I'm going to keep ideas in my head, and mm-hmm. what I want to do, I want to uh, be able to make it make it catchable. So that the people will like it. If if I'm gonna if I'm you know if only me likes the song, if only myself likes the song, then I consider that as a personal song. Then that's not a song for the audience. That's a song just for myself if I want to ride around and hear it. But I got to be able to create a song that even young kids and children will like it. That's that's how I try to do it. Um, and I try and I try I just try to stay in a, a respectable form and, and do our mind. I, I, I don't put too much uh, sexual stuff in it. I just try to keep it all where everybody likes it. That's, that's my thing. And I like to keep it danceable. Okay. So, uh, so to answer your question, sometimes it may take a few days. It just depends on the song. Okay. Uh, Mr. No Weapon, uh, you want to add to it? You're a songwriter. I know you're working on your first uh, EP. Uh, yeah. You know, you you know what's what is your uh, answer on that? Uh, I would say some of the same lines as uh, uh, Mr. Al Davis. Uh, it, it depends on if I'm in that groove, I could finish it in one day. You know, uh, if if I'm not in that groove, I do bits and pieces. I write a line here and there. And me being a barber, you know, during the week, you know, what I'm saying I would I would hear stuff and I get my cell phone out. I say, yeah, I could put that in there. That sounds good. That sounds good. You know, so. It, it all depends on what groove I'm in. That, that depending on how fast I can finish the song. I don't like to take no whole month to finish one song. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, but it all depends on what groove I'm in. If I'm in that groove, I can finish it in one day. If I'm not in that groove, I can finish it in a week. And and I write the song, and then I go find a beat and say, Hey, can you do this? 
And sometimes when I'm when the beat comes, I have to change a little bit in the song, and I let certain people hear it and see what they think, and then I go from there. So it all depends on what groove I'm in. All right. Well, let, 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 let me go to a couple of the DJs. Cool. See, uh, you know, you've been in the game for a long time. Uh, uh, groove, groove City Entertain, Entertainment. Uh, thank you guys for uh, being a part of the show tonight. Um, so, Cool C, you know, you, uh, uh, Showtime, GQ, um, DJ Groove, um, as, you know, myself, um, as, as DJs, you know, we're, we're, we are sometimes picky on what we play and what we want people to hear. So, can you iterate on that real quick, Cool C, DJ Cool C? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as in for myself, right, one of the main things to what I listen to as in what I'm going to play, you know, like I say, first of all, it all depends on the venue or where I'm going to play at. You know what I'm saying? What type of event is it? But, however, say like if it's a club scene, you know, uh, what I'm looking for, because if I'm in a club nine times out of ten, well, it's not nine times out of ten, there's always that I'm looking to have people dancing. You know, you got some events that people just ain't going to dance. But, however, what I look for in, like, the music that I select would be, first of all, it's going to be the track. If it's a hot track, because people move off of uh, bass, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much as just the bass, but then the beat, period. So if the beat is tight and what they saying, if it's a catchy uh, song, that's what I'm looking for because I know that's what that's what's gonna make my crowd move. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Um, uh, I, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, you I'm are. Sorry. You all right, bro? Go ahead, man. Um, let's do uh 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 Showtime. Talk to us. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just like Cool C said. I just it's it's got a, it's a beat thing to me. When you're in a club, a lot of people, they drinking and they're going on. They're not really listening to the words of the song. They're listening to the beat of the song. So that's mm-hmm. that's the main, the main thing with me. You got a nice beat, you know, people going to dance. So that's that's my job, to make people dance. So that's what I go off of, the beat of the song. But nobody really listens to the words because half of them don't even know what the words is because they got a couple of little bit of liquor up in them. <laughs> <laughs> that was the truth, uh, DJ Groove, add to us real quick, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Groove of Showtime, man. Um, you know, it, it's, the, it's the beat that make the people move. You know, like I said, uh, you got some people that do pay attention to the lyrics. You'll find them singing to the song. But um, basically, it is, it's the beat that make the people, you know, start bouncing and rocking and you know, if they get drunk up, they don't want to get up there and cut up. But uh, I agree with uh, Showtime and Cool C. Um, like I said, depending on the venue and the crowd um, that, that I'm playing for. All right. Uh, GJ, DJ GQ, what about you? Anything you want to add? Yeah, I, I, well, basically the same thing my brother said. Um, it's basically the beat and how they react to the beat. And you know, like they said, they they be drunk half the time. They don't really listen to the words. It's just it's just the movement. 
and you gotta you gotta um really when when you in that zone you um you read your crowds and that crowd matches when you matching them beats up that will make your crowd stay on the floor and, and you know um like I said I agree with my brothers so yeah it's the, it's the beat okay all right uh we're gonna get ready to get into this music uh, we got hold on a second let me uh check and see what this is caller uh welcome to the hilltop radio show uh nine five four who are we talking to hello nine five four six four five six five four hello all right you got it in your queue but all right let's get into the music y'all uh, let's start with uh, Pray to God uh, You guys go ahead and mute your mics And then we'll uh, open it back up As soon as the song's over with And then we'll get into uh, How we do what we do Alright here we go
Well, let's pray to God right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. I'll wait for you guys to get your, uh, open up your mic, mute, unmute your phones, and we'll get to it like we do. All right, let's start from the top and work our way down the bottom. Go ahead, Miss Peggy, talk to us. Yes, sir, DJ Sean. Um, sir, I am definitely, I love, love the message in that song. Pray to God. We all need that. I, I dearly love the message. Um, I, I just want to say the beat, um, now this is just me, just my opinion. The beat just needs a little something added. Um, I'm just saying um, an acapella is good, but just um, I'm feeling it. I, I love the message, like I said. It's got a great, just needs tweaked up a little bit, so that's just me. But thank you, DJ Sean. All right, Robin Lynn, Vios Live Radio, I am streaming. Talk to us. I like the song, and I love the keyboards going on in there a lot. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Mr. No Weapon, talk to us. I think it has a cool vibe. I think I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? I uh, I could ride down the street and see myself listening to it. Play it in church too, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I play it right before the right before the offering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ Cool C. Talk to us, big brother. Yes, sir, man. I, I really dig that, man. I mean, you know. Um, you already know when I say about them thumbs, man. I'm gonna give them thumbs up. I really dig that. I mean, because um, I can relate to what he's saying. So you know, yeah, I, I go for that. I like that. All right, all right. Uh, let's see, we're working our way down. DJ Showtime, talk to us, brother. Well, you already know my opinion. I mean, I sent you the song, so they. I sent you the best three that I got, so I, and I listened to them, so I like the song. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I already know. I still had to call you, big brother. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Al Davis, talk to us, big brother. Hey, I like that. I like it. Uh, very good message. I, I like your message, man. And then your hook, pray to God. Yes, most definitely. That's a winner every day for me. And I, I like that. I like that uh that groove to the music, you know, like like no, no weapon said, you can ride down the street and groove to that. I like that. That's that type. Oh yeah. DJ Groove, talk to us, big brother. Yeah, man, I I like I, I like it too, man. I like the the hook. I like the messages um that he uh, he brought out, man. Um, yeah, you got most definitely can roll the window down, cruise to that, um, and um. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard, man. I'm like Showtime. He did a great job on that song. All right. Last but not least, DJ G. Hugh. Talk to us, man. Yeah. Man. I agree with everybody. It was a good song, man. You delivered it well. The message was there. Um, great job. Keep doing what you're doing. Sean got to have that, too. Or Showtime, one of y'all got to have that song. All right, uh, let's try this again. Nine five four, talk to us. Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm here. How are you? 
Good. Who are we talking to? Anna. Who? Anna. Anna. Yes. I actually called in because I wanted to speak to Mr. No Weapon. <laughs> uh, go ahead. You can speak to Mr. No Weapon. We're in the middle of uh, a break of some music, but you can speak to him real quick if you want to. How, how you doing, Anna? How you doing? Where you from? I'm doing good. I just wanted to say hi to you and that I love your song, Can We Cuddle? Yeah. No, no. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I say, hey, John, I ain't pregnant. I ain't going to say that, sir. Hey, if you get pregnant, Anna, you can't blame me. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to have to play Can I Cuddle now. <laughs> I ain't saying that, sir. I ain't in it. I ain't in it, John. Hello, Anna. How you doing? I, so, well, Anna, you listened to the song. How did you like the song that was just played? How do you like it? Give us your opinion. I like the beat. I like the beat. Okay. Anna, where are you calling from, sweetheart? I'm calling from Mississippi. Mississippi. All right. Are you over there in Mississippi yeah, yeah. cuddling? No weapons? Well, you just don't know. Well, well, never well. Mind. I ain't going to say that. I was getting ready to go into something, but never mind. Cool yeah, don't talk, yeah. honey. Won't be none. Oh shit! There we go. Uh, cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm in the I'm in Louisiana, minding my business. I, 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 yeah, I know, but they got you got women over in Mississippi talking about cuddling. Can I cuddle? <laughs> it is the cold season. Oh shit! There we go. Cool scene. Oh, uh, no, I should. Cool see, what do you think about that? No cuddle. <laughs> Can I cuddle? Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what we talking about about that, man? <laughs> this is no weapon. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys All right. so much. Have a great evening. Oh, you too. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Brandon, uh, you heard, uh, you know, your first song, man. Uh what do you think, man? What do you think about the reviews on that one? Um, I actually will say that I appreciate everybody's feedback on it because I've been letting a lot of people listen to that song, and they said the same thing, like the beat. And um, the first the first lady who spoke that said that she need, that it needed a little more uh, something towards the beat, I felt the same way when I heard it, so... I definitely agree with you on that. So I actually I appreciate everybody that gave me the feedback though. Glad y'all okay. liked it. All right. Again, this hey, uh, uh Brandon, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media, bro, my man. Um, on ID, you can follow me. Uh, my name is called underscore B T H A. Goat, G-O-A-T, underscore, underscore. And that's on, all right. that's on Instagram. All right, so all you Instagram users, there you go. Do it one more time for the Negroes that can't pay attention or hear. One more time. Uh, underscore B, uh, the, T-H-A, 
GOAT, G-O-A-T, underscore, underscore. All right, you guys, let's mute up and uh, get into the second second song. All right, here we go. PM. Yeah, 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 Said it's a lot of things on my mind Told her baby don't cry, dry your eyes Everything gon' be alright because the pain all inside But there's nothing to fear You got a man that's gon' protect you day and night Gotta stay focused, can't go back to falling apart There's so much pressure on my mind I just don't know where to start They always doubted me and so I dodged the love for them Tell them kill yourself and they can take their fake love with them Call me a loner cause I like to really be alone My family devastated because the type of shit I'm on Ever felt deep in your heart for a person that you love And they just leave because they love People dictate what it was Never think that someone always down for you In the blink of an eye They hold emotions change on you Just stay to yourself And every day chase a bag Cause when you hit the top They still praying that you dead It's devastating how it all go down Thinking people rocking with you But they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume Let them hear your sound It's devastating all the failure That be circling around it's devastating how it all go down Think your people's rocking with you But they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume Let them hear your sound It's devastating all the failure That be circling around it's devastating, it's really devastating How a family judge you to fill your mind up with hatred Always saying forgive people that hurt you the most But when I was down bad, a lot of people was ghosts I never shed a tear, cause I know that God was watching me Take every step like a man, that's how it ought to be Told my lady pray for me and hold it down And but it's crazy that she decided to love a clown Take away all the pain that caused her smile to frown Can't depend on nobody cause they let you down And so I took charge of my own shit, now hand me the crown I just wanna shine forever and forget Forget about my past It's been a lot of long nights Round the clock chasing the bag I gotta keep a gun I never wanna end up dead I can't fold The strongest be the one to survive And the weaker be the ones That fill the streets up alive It's devastating how it all go down Think your people rocking with you But they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume Let them hear your sound It's devastating all the failure That be circling around it's devastating how it all go down Thinking people rocking with you but they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume, let them hear your sound It's devastating all the failure that be circling around How it all go down Think these people rocking with you but they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume, let them hear your sound it's devastating all the failure that be circling around I swear that shit is devastating, man Speak your fucking mind, man That's how it all go How it all go down Think your people's rocking with you But they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume Let them hear your sound Devastating all the failure That be circling around uh, It's devastating how it all go down Think these people rocking with you But they praying you drown You gotta keep turning the volume Let them hear your sound It's devastating all the failure That be circling around uh. Alright, DJ GQ, talk to us oh, I'm sorry, Yeah, man I'm mute Go ahead, talk to us. Yeah, man, I, I love the vibe. The lyrics was on point. Nice song. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And, um, hey, got a hit there, man. Thank you, Sean. All right, DJ Groove. Yo, man, I like that song, man. 
Um, like G King, you got you got a you got a hit right there, buddy. You got a hit right there. It, it, it is hot, bro. It is really like you did a great job on it, man. Keep doing what you do, Mr. Al Davis. Yes, man. That, that's pretty tight. That's pretty tight. Uh, I would say kind of simplify it a little more with uh with with your vocals because your vocals is the star of the song, but you got in the background, you got a lot of synth vocals going on at the same time. It's like so many people talking together at the same time while you talk. But it's a good song. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, DJ Showtime. Man, you just don't know, man. This, this, I'm going to be honest with you. This is, of all his songs, this is my favorite song. Man, I, I, I'm over here like almost in tears, man. I'm proud of my son, man. I'm really proud of him. He he showed me something on this song. That's all I got to say. Right, DJ Cool C. Yes, sir. Digging that, man. Like I say, man, I'm liking his music because I can relate. And, um, yeah, thumbs again, bro. And another thing, man, um, hoping one day I get to meet you. But uh, meanwhile, man, keep up the good work, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, it almost sounds like it needs to be in a uh, in a movie. Uh, Detroit is starting to make a whole lot of movies. It needs to be in one of those Detroit movies. Uh, a lot of good movies now. Uh, independent films now are coming out of Detroit, which are worth watching now. So it needs to be in a movie. I'm not saying a Detroit movie, but, you know, a movie. That's where I think as far as it, that song goes. Uh, let's keep going, keep going. Mr. No Weapon, talk to us, big brother. Oh, man, I love it. I think it's a great, once again, I can vibe to it. And if you ever, you know, if, if you got one of these in your area, they call it McDonald's. This is how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm loving it, yeah. <laughs> oh man All in Mr. No Weapon uh, Robin Lynn Maven talk to us I like the song A lot too I think this is one of my favorite Songs of his Even though I'm just now meeting this Artist <laughs> And I'm looking forward to Hearing the rest okay Yeah I I can really Endure a whole album right about now from this one here. Oh yeah. All right, Miss Peggy, talk to us. Yes, sir. DJ Sean, I'm with you. That could definitely you can vision the whole song, the message in it. It's deep. Uh, his energy, uh, sir. You're the artist. You know you you have your energy. You can feel it. Uh, your power, uh, I am vibing with that completely all the way. Thank you so much, DJ Sean. Uh, he needs to keep bringing. Yes, sir. Um, I-, I can just feel your message. In it. Like when you're just talking through it, you know, just going with it. You can just vision everything you're saying. I mean, the story, everything. I- I'm just feeling the whole thing. Thank you so much, DJ Sean. All right, uh, Brandon, talk to us. I appreciate it. I, and it, I love this song by that I made. 
I actually, I didn't put it, I put it out, like, I would say last, maybe, like, the end of last year. And I, I didn't get any feedback because I didn't even, like, promote it or anything. I just threw it out there just to see what people would think. So, you know, like, I really do appreciate everybody saying that this was, like, a good song, a hit, and y'all feeling my energy because I think and when I made it, like, two days before, I, I made it two days before I actually recorded it, and I cried the whole time making it. So that really just made me feel so, like, good inside, for real. I just want to say this. Uh, it really don't matter how how old a song is. Uh, you know, if no one hasn't heard it before, it's new to it's new to them. So never... You know, say, oh, I made this song, you know, such and such a time. You know that, but the listeners don't. You follow what I'm saying? Because you have something that, you know, that might be the hit for you. You never know. You know what I mean? So always make sure the music that you're setting on, make sure somebody hears it. Make sure the DJs hear it. Make sure your dad hears it. You follow what I'm saying? Because you might have that hit that'll put a gold record or a platinum record on your wall, or a Grammy on your coffee table. You follow what I'm saying? Definitely thinking. I'm definitely thinking that big. Well, and, and, and can, we, can we, I say something? Yeah, go ahead, uh, Mister No Weapon. I'm gonna say this to the to, to the audience on here, man. And and on, on Hilltop Radio, one thing I've noticed: if they like your song, they like it. If they don't like it, we gonna tell you we don't like it. So so if so if we like it. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's authentic, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and another okay. thing, to, to keep back on what Sean, DJ Sean was saying, a lot of artists' songs that go platinum, go gold, and win Grammys and awards, they probably came out that with that song a year ago. It's, right. it's, it's old to them, but it's new to the world. So, so, so exactly what DJ Sean is saying, hey, just because it's old to you, it, it, it's going to be new to everybody else. Gotcha. And DJ right. Sean, I want to say something. I'll go like ahead, uh, something. Mr. Al Davis. Go ahead, sir. And Brandon, uh, like DJ Sean said, you know, let your dad hear it. If it's something that you need to know, let him know because your dad is your hero. No matter how it goes, your dad is your hero. And so that is the first person you go to because he is definitely not going to tell you a lie. That's your hero right there. Glad I did and also, I want to add to that as well, piggyback off uh, of Al real quick, uh, uh, Showtime, and then I'll let you speak. You, and also, you understand, your dad's around a group of DJs that he he trusts and he honors their opinion. So, you know, that's something your dad would be like, you know, Cool C, you know, Groove, DJ Sean, you know, just like your dad hit me up, like, man, I want you to listen to, you know, listen. I didn't know that you were his son until after the fact. So, and I understand why he said that, because he just didn't want to say, this is my son, listen to my son's music. I understood where he was going with it. He didn't want me to Mm -hmm. judge you, judge the music, because me and your father are DJs and we're friends. You follow what I'm saying? 
Because then I, probably, I would I wouldn't tell him constructive criticism about the song till after the fact. So, uh, right. So yeah, you know, always trust your father. Go ahead, uh, Showtime. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, um, with this song that he this song we just listened to. When I first heard this song, he he came to me and I was like, Brandon, I said, send me your music because I got me and him got the debate. I said, whenever you make music, send it to me so I can listen to it. He he he's slow on sending me music. So when he finally sent me this song, I was like, me and my girlfriend was sitting in the living room and I was listening to it. And I'm like, this song, this song's a banger, man. I love this song. And I I really don't even say that about his music because mm-hmm. I heard some of his other music. To me, it's just too hard for me. I just don't think people would pick up on it because it's just too hard. So I, I listened to the, I kept listening to the song. I kept listening to the song. I was listening to the message of the song. And I was like, this song is a very catchy song. It, it it could pick up. I'm not saying it will, but it, somebody could listen to it and pick it up. So when I sent it to Sean, like Sean said, I didn't let Sean know that that was my son. I said, Sean, listen to this music and tell me what you think. I said, I want you to listen to it. I said, I want to bring it to the group because I told my son, I said, I want these people to listen to your music because a lot of these people in the record industry, I want their honest opinion. If if they give you your honest opinion, they say, like the man said, if they don't like your music, they're going to tell you they don't like your music. If they like your music, they're going to like your music. That's what, I, that's, what I wanted to, uh, that's what I wanted to get into his head. Just because you make music don't mean everybody likes your music. So I just wanted, every, wanted to get on the show in front of the, of the professional people to hear their opinion on everything. And I, I I appreciate each and every one of y'all for giving your honest opinion about this song. And just like the first lady, she didn't care for the first song too much. She said she liked it, but it needs some work. That's what we wanted to hear. Because then he can go back to the studio and make adjustments to the song. And that's what I always try to tell him. That's what I always try to tell him. Let people that know what they're talking about Listen to your music and give your honest opinion. Don't get mad about what they say. Because if you get mad about what they say, you're not getting nowhere. So take the constructive criticism and go with it and make adjustments to the music if they tell you you need to make adjustments. But that's exactly. all I got to say, Sean. Exactly. Sean. Go ahead, uh, GQ. Um, getting to what I was saying about the, the music when Peggy said there was something wrong with it. It just needs to come up just a little bit. Your your vocals will hide in your uh, music. It just got you just got to bring it back, bring it up a little bit, and tweet it, and you'll be fine. Um, that's okay. what I heard in that first song. It just need to be tweeted. Um, but other than that, it was a good song. Just your body need to come up a little bit. That's it. Okay. Back you, Sean. Any any anybody else uh, have anything else to say? Cool C. Groove, Robin. Anybody? No. No, no I don't have anything. Man. I'm good. Okay. Hey, so, uh, so let. Well, let me, uh, go ahead, Cool C. I'm sorry, DJ Cool C. Uh huh. Yeah, all I want to say is, man, this young brother, man, he got some good talent. Don't let it go to waste. Um, like we always say, man, you know, you gonna have the ones that's gonna come in and try to downplay. But uh, with, you know, his material and everything that he got, man, keep up your good work, keep faith, 
to register to register your music. I I know BMI is free. I did my I did my song Can I Cuddle with uh uh BMI and it was free. You just have to take the time to do it. So what Robin Lynn is telling you is correct because if people are using the music, if people perform your songs, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you you uh-huh. you you have the legal ground to 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 take control of it. So register your songs, your original songs, as soon as possible to BMI or ASCAP. So is that is is it, that BMI music? BMI. Just type in BMI dot uh-huh. com. Just type in BMI dot com or Google BMI, and it'll tell you. Or go on YouTube. When I when I first did it, I didn't know. I went on YouTube and you could type in how to register register your songs with BMI ASCAP and they'll give you step by step how to do it. It's very easy. It's very easy, but it's okay. highly effective. And, okay. And it is free to register your songs, but it's not free to join the society. Okay. okay? <laughs> your membership is not free, I want to say. There you go. Right. Yeah, thank you. All right, we got one more song, you guys, uh, here on the first hour of the Hilltop Radio Show. Uh, this is the one that he wanted for last. Here we go. Thought the picture was perfect, it's time to clear the surface Clown as niggas talk this shit, go be in the circus Mind is clear of all the things that was neglecting me Putting things together like I got the fucking puzzle pieces Trapped in a time zone, and I'm trying to make it out Now fuck it with these clown bitches Cause they couldn't be my spouse Need a ride or die, chick that's gonna be down for me Let me go and get the cheese while she counting up the fettuccine Life's a movie, I've been through some trials and tribulations Forget the people that's hating, they only want to replace you And these bitches are grateful, they only want to get pampered Fuck the jewels the clothes and the cars The only thing can take me places is my fucking mind But I gotta stay together, I can never drop a dime And I'm always working overtime, so a nigga gotta shine Rest in peace, my fallen soldiers wish I could replace your life with mine, man By the millions, what I've been on, and if you ain't got no minutes in my game, what you sit on, the bitch, hard work, no excuses, what I've been on. So, how many times you put my shit on? Let me guess, your shit ain't have a CD when my shit popped out, or your mama ain't want no thuggish shit played in her house. I can understand, instead of faking it like on your man, tell me to my face, my shit is trash. What is it, bro? What made you switch up and dick suck the mother niggas who shit really butt? I guess the shit really sucks, how niggas give it up. Pause, wait a minute, bro. I thought we was the game, but now you niggas clear it up. My day ones know what it is, ain't no switching up. Low key, fuck the world until my time is up. So run my shit up, nigga. Run my shit up. Uh, run my shit up, nigga. Run my shit up.
All right, all right. I'll give you guys a real quick to unmute your mics. This is the Hilltop Radio Show. We are uh, breaking Mr. Brandon's music here tonight before we go into the second half of the show. All right, let's start from the top and work our way down. Go ahead, Miss Peggy, talk to us. Yes, sir, DJ Sean. I'm putting the top down on the car. I'm going to roll all day into the night. I'm sending in my 69.95, sir, because I have to have the whole collection. Um, I am definitely feeling that that is a great vibe. Thank you, sir. All right, Robin Lynn maybe buys live radio. I am streaming. Go ahead, talk to us, Seattle. Oh, yeah. I'm in the car in the front seat of the car that Peggy's riding in with the top down, okay? And I got the doors open with my feet hanging out, okay? Time I woo! Yeah, this song is hot. I know y'all. Let's go. I know y'all asses is high. Go ahead, Mister No Weapon. (laughs) Uh, I ain't jumping out no cake like Robert Lynn with Jesus shoes on, but but uh, uh, I just I I I think it's a great song. It's a great riding to song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think I think that uh, I could uh, really dig this song. I love it. Uh, Hey hey. I love it, I love it, I love it. Now wait a minute, y'all. Holy Mr. No Weapon. All right, DJ Cool C, man. Talk to us, yo. <laughs> hey, man, man, man. Sure, man, listen, man. I'm just listening right now. And uh, I'm going to tell you like this, man. You just got to keep, man, keep on moving forward, man. I, I mean, it's not a whole lot to say. You know, when I get like that, man, I ain't got words for something. So, uh, mm-hmm. man, like I say, man, just keep it up. And um, and keep your pop in your corner, bro. You know, you know guys, you the right way, for real. It's all good. I can't yes, wait until really, man, I get some of that good music off up here. Okay. I'm mad. All right, uh, let's go with uh, uh, DJ Showtime, man. Go ahead, talk to us, brother. So the thing, the thing about it is, with this song, we got. I, I only had one issue with this song, and I and I, I brought the issue to him the other day. And this song, I love this song. I and I told him, I said, Brandon. I love this song, but there's a break in the middle that's too long. And I said, you need to feel something in that middle. The middle, the break in the middle is too long for me. But everybody else said they like it, so it must be okay. So that's just my opinion. I, I love the song. I just think it's, a, it's too long of a break in the middle before he comes back with his second verse. All right. All right. All right, hold on a second. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, Mr. Al Davis. Yes, man, that's a real nice song. And uh, just as your hero said, from a production end, I had the same exact thoughts in my mind. At first, I was like, "Is that somebody going to be? Is that somebody supposed to be singing the verse because they're too low in it?" But since he said it's a break, then yes, your break is from. From the artistic part of it, just part, you break your song, mm-hmm. and and you got a real nice flow, man. You got a nice flow. 
You got a very nice face. I really like it. Remember. Hey, right, uh, remember. Hero. All right. Michelle Davis. Uh DJ Groove, man. Talk to us. Let's groove tonight. Earth Wind and Fire. Talk to us, brother. Yeah, man. I, I love it, bro. I love the beat of it. Um, he done a great job on it. Uh, I'm like showtime. Um I mean man, you got talent, bro. Ain't, ain't but one way up, that's to the top. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, we just see, see you up there in, 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 the, in the lights, uh, have the Coliseum, sell out shows and everything. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh-huh. And DJ GQ, man, talk to us. I agree with everybody. Um, this, man, the song was hot. The music was hot. I agree with your dad. That falls like a little too long. And um, who do your recording? Your master, your recording on your beat. Who do my recording? Yeah. Um. Well, I I met this I met this guy that like does like people like G Herbo and everybody like that. So it's it's really a new guy. Like I kind of like just met him for real. Okay. The reason why I asked because in that song your music your your music level dropped a little bit, then it came back mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it dropped a little bit. It came back up. What the hell song you hear? <laughs> when, when it stopped, when it stopped, when it stopped, when it stopped, it went down. Then it came back up. You didn't hear it? That's the way it was. That's the way it was uh, recorded. Seriously. Okay. I'm paying attention okay. to G2. Huh? <laughs> I think he did put like a little downward spiral in there when he when he recorded me. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like a little. I'm now, not is that... Yeah, you. All right. Okay. That's your <laughs> opinion, GQ. But I'm I'm just saying. I didn't hear what you what you heard. Because we was on the second. We was on it. We was on the second song, and you came back and was talking about the first song. But okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little drop, then it came back up. Y'all didn't hear it. Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't. Hear I didn't it. either. I, I have to go back and listen okay. again, GQ. But cool. Well, no problem, man. Song put down. It was a good song. I, I just heard a little drop in the beat. That's about it. But other than that, it was it was a nice song. I I, I agree with everybody else. You know, um. I'm just, I'm just, I guess I just heard something wrong. I apologize. You know, you know, you're apologizing for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly think I know what he's talking it's about right. because that's how you did it in the recording session, too. All right. Well, um, let's do this real quick. Uh, I want to, I'm going to challenge you, Brandon. You're a good talent, and that song is awesome. I want to challenge you to okay. do a song without any profanity in it or or the word nigga in it. Can you do that? Okay, I could do that. Okay, I'm challenging you that. If it, you come back, read it, record it. Showtime, I'm telling you, this is your son. Record it. I want to hear it raw. I don't don't get it mastered or anything. If it sounds sounds good, I'm going to take it and get it mastered for you, mix and master for you. At my cost, I'm gonna take it outside of Maryland and take it somewhere, give it to somebody I trust that can mix and master it. At my cost, that can do a good job on it. Is that a, that agreeable? Okay. 
Yeah, that's agreeable. Okay. All right. Now we got we got to record it. I had to, this show is recorded, so you can't say you didn't you didn't hear me say that. But uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, I won't. <laughs> but Sean, I heard you say it, so that's that's what's gonna happen. Because I've been I've been telling him the same thing. You know, I said if you want to get out more, you 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 got to do some songs without all the cussing and stuff. And yeah, you you you're too you're too you're too talented to have every song have the n word in or a cuss word in it. Real talk. Honestly, am I lying? Cool C, Cool C, you agree with me? DJ Cool C, you agree with me? Absolutely, bro. I was thinking the same thing, you know, but I'm just being honest. What I was looking at is, man, the the dude is bad, man. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, sometimes if you give too much, I'm going to just say on a street level of music, you understand, Sometimes, man, you got to understand that, okay, it sounds good, you know, um, why if you just saying, like, oh, man, listen to this right here. But it's just, like, you and that individual listening to it. But when you say you got a whole world listening to your material, you don't want them to think that. So all you can say is, like, yo, I'm a, um, this nigga over here or whatever, whatever, <laughs> or this be over here, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to. Kind of like clean it up, and people can respect your music more. You dig it? Okay. Right. Well, uh, Brandon, man, uh, again, we uh, appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule, man, and, and uh, joining us on the show and being a part of the show okay. here on Hilltop Radio Show, man. So I hope, um, you know, what everybody told you, um, you know, don't don't take it as a disrespect. You know, take it as oh, a positive no, no. to to make you to we're we're just trying to better you as an artist, man, and and make sure that your your music gets where it needs to be at, you know, and you know, of course, the DJ's hands and of course, radio uh, placement as well. Good artists where they mess up at is their music is too uh, too parental. And it won't make it to good mainstream radio. But you have the talent to make your music to mainstream radio. That's why I challenge you. I want okay. to see. I, I challenge you, and I want to see if you could, if you can uh, pass the challenge. Okay. I'm up. Now I'm not. Now, now, if your dad was on here or not, I still would have done the same thing. Honestly, that's just the type of person I am. Whether your dad was on here or not, he, that's just who he, I am. He's not lying. He's not lying. Sean, Sean, not lying at all. And one thing I gotta say, Sean, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody that's on the panel. And I'm just being honest with all of y'all that he needed to hear this. He really needed to hear this because this is his dream. This is really his dream. So if Sean challenges you, I'm challenging you. You right here to me. I'm telling you right now, don't bring ain't nothing going to Sean until it goes through me. So when you get out a song, you know the email, send it to my email, and if I like it, I'll send it to Sean. If I don't, it ain't going to Sean. That's just the bottom line. Because I ain't uh, playing no games about this, it, nothing whatsoever. Because Sean is a serious man. Sean and everybody on here is serious about what they do. And I appreciate them for taking the time out to even listen to your music. So take what they gave you and run with it. That's all I'm going to say. Take what they gave you and run with it. Take what the DJ said 
and take what Sean and the, and the other panel said. These people on here, these are professional people that's been in the business for a minute, man. So just take what they say and run with it. Sean is really challenging you. So if he challenged you, step up to the plate. That's all I'm saying. Step up to the plate. That's all I got to say, Sean. I appreciate everybody. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Oh, you guys, uh, we can really shift gears real quick. Uh, you know, we got a lot of issues in the in the and uh, you know, if you guys don't don't want to hang on, I understand. But um, we we got you know, uh, um, bullying is a is a very uh, bullying goes on a lot. You know, um, whether we're young or old, middle school, high school, college, and our ages, you know, people try to try to bully us, but I have a, a, a young lady that's getting ready to come on right now, uh, Tra- Tara Lynn Towns, uh, she is a, you know, she's a, um author, motivational, and certified uh, professional life coach, and she's going to come on with us and, um, and talk about bullying, and then she has an organization called Tiny But, Tiny Be Mighty. So she's on with us right now. Ms. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your schedule. I know that uh, West Coast and East Coast time frame is, is crazy. I and uh, I was confused. I was confused. I apologize. <laughs> so I know you heard the music. What do you think about the music? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Had I known that you were going to be playing music, I would have brought my song on. I just I recorded a single for our organization. We shot a music video and everything, and it was it was on a DJ pool call, and everyone loved it. So I would have brought my song. I love music. I sing. I think that song is hot. I think the beat is awesome um it's a time where people are connecting back to feel good stuff and family because we were all stuck with each other for two years <laughs> in the house and i just think it's you know music is reverting back to those classic sounds you know and it's we're starting to see it a lot so i loved it it was very nostalgic and it kind of i was just sitting here grooving i'm like okay i'm about to talk but <laughs> but i'm listening to this so i thought it was pretty dope <laughs> Well, you have to make sure you you have to make sure you get us your your song so I can play it in front of these DJs. I know. You know, and, you know, yeah, so they can uh, groove with it too as well. But uh, uh, Tara, thank, again, uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, taking time out of your schedule and and, and being with us tonight. So, um, you know, bullying and your organizations that you uh, that you run that you're a part of and everything. Tell us a little bit about you know, who you are and the goals that you're trying to uh, do to help uh, individuals that go through, you know, being name called and things like that. Okay. Well, thank you for having me first and foremost. Um, Obviously, my name is Tara Lynn Towns. I'm the CEO of um, TBB Enterprises, which is my app. I, I actually designed the app. That will save lives. We're putting it in the schools all throughout the United States. And um, I'm in Cali now on business, onboarding um, a district here, a school here. Uh, but my inspiration and what started this whole thing, because I, this is, I'm a therapist by trade. I'm a developmental therapist and a life coach. And um, I thought that that was my path. But, you know, sometimes God has his, his will for us, and he will definitely push you into it. So my son was born with um, dwarfism, 
and he was bullied tremendously because of it. He was bullied to the point, uh, not just name-calling, I mean pushing to where he had missing skin. They were taking his lunch money They in third grade, second grade, and first grade. They were calling him ugly, a freak, what is that, you know, just disheartening things, crazy things. And um, when he came home with that skin missing, Mama Bear poked out, and I went to the school, and we began to speak, and then it pushed into – um, I wrote a book. He he helped me write a little piece of the book, so I definitely will give Encore his, his pub on it. <laughs> and um, we uh, are in uh, Barnes & Noble in Arizona and Georgia, and we are online. We're everywhere, everywhere online. Uh, but the book is an inspirational book for kids, and it's not just about bullying. It's about self-esteem. It's about encouragement. It's about empathy. And it's about using your thinking skills versus your physical skills, meaning when you are being attacked by someone to mentally be prepared so that you can handle it versus, you know, crashing down or wanting to uh, take your life. And this is, this is one thing that uh, our organization does. I started the nonprofit about five years ago, and um, we have come a long, long way uh, with our curriculum and we have an app and it's patent and, you know, just a lot of things are moving because we have the answer. But I will say this, that a lot of people think that bullying, you know, is, is oh, it's just kids being kids and it's just boys being boys and girls being girls. And I'm going to tell you like this, people are taking their lives. I personally work with mothers and families who have lost seven and eight and nine-year-olds due to suicide because they were bullied. We just had three babies take their lives over a two-week span, Utah, uh, New Orleans, and um, Arkansas, under the age of 11. These are all 10-year-olds, and it's just, it's a life mirror out there that a lot of people don't know. So we're bringing awareness to this. You know, I'm edgy. I talk about it because that's what you have to do to be in the faces uh, so that people know that this is no longer where it once was a kid being pushed down for their little lunch pail a hundred years ago. These these kids are, are coming in with vengeances. They're coming in to shoot up a classroom because someone said that their hair wasn't great or they were overweight or they have bad skin. So th- this is who I am in the backdrop. And the goals are we're living in them, you know, and, and we're just, you know, getting the exposure out there. But we have allied ourselves with um, professional NFL, WNBA. My partner, uh, Tyrone Poole, he's played in the NBA for 14 years, Super Bowl champion. He is, um, you know, on this quest with us as well. And we have Penny Toller and WNBA. We just have a lot of people, influencers, starting to come on board, wear our T-shirts and do PSAs to stop this. Our app is cutting edge. It is in both Apple and Android, it is. It records, it tracks, it alerts. Like you can see what's happening to your child in the bathroom or in the playground when, when the teacher can't even see it, and the school is also alerted, so you will begin to see the video. that Your child will just say uh, EBB or emergency, and it begins to record immediately. That's, you know, what we're doing here. These are the kind of moves that we're making. Wow. Uh, we were just um, on the morning show last week. We were just talking about on my morning show. We were just talking about a young girl up in uh, Minnesota, I think it was, that 
that committed suicide because she was being bullied in school. And then we we uh, were talking about a young man out in Denver, Colorado, that were uh, trying to save young men from the streets from being bullied and, and uh, murdered, and, you know, there and then, you know, Philadelphia and things like that. So, um, so Terry, I commend you and what you're doing and what you're trying to, you know, the awareness that you're trying to do. So, this app for the schools are, are all are all the school systems in all 50 states are they are they are they joining this campaign to 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 stop this ongoing trend or ongoing deadly trend? I put it like that. Yes, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Be edgy with it because we need this. We need people to, to tell the truth about it. Um, yes, that is the goal. It's there's fourteen thousand nine hundred. And like eighty something school districts in the United States, so we're we're in California onboarding California right now. So it, it's going to take time, but I would say this to any listeners or people who, um, you know, are here or 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 listening in. If you know any superintendents or principals, please, we'll give you the information. We do presentations every day, and yes, it's just beginning to open. You know, we just started the onboarding process, but it is our goal to be in every single school in the United States, and not only schools, because people are homeschooling and kids are still dying, okay? Uh, People take their kids to taekwondo and ballet and, you know, whatever institution that has kids. And this app, by the way, supports from kindergarten or preschool age to kindergarten all the way up to high school. And then we have an adult version called Stop, and it will uh, support college, all the way up to uh, elder abuse. It, it addresses human trafficking, um, elder abuse, uh, everything, domestic violence, any type of violation because they're all bullies. People who violate are bullies. They're just bullies that got big. They did, they weren't addressed when they were kids, you know what I mean? So it just went into their, their adulthood. But um, we have two apps, so we're covering every single violation. Uh, with this With the adult app, if you're, you know, African-American male or woman being pulled over, you have five people that you can put in your app, and all you have to say is ESB or emergency, and when the cop comes over and they start acting the way that they act, you got five people alerted and can see what, what you're going through and get to you or can call a police on a police. I mean, it's just amazing. It's cutting edge. It's about to take over the world. We even have a school in Johannesburg that reached out to us for the Bullying Buddy app. And they have, you know, high schoolers taking their lives there because they're albinos. And, you know, I learn, I'm learning a lot, you know, through just talking to people all over the place. But what I've learned is, is that albinos are heavily um, disregarded and bullied and attacked because they're so light in Johannesburg. And so you have these kids at this preparatory school that have been taking their lives, young young boys, you know, taking their lives because, they're albino. So it's everywhere. It's in corporate America. I get people out to me on my LinkedIn. Can you help me against my company? Do you know a law firm that will help me? You know, it's just all over the place. And I say this to my team. I say this to myself. You know, Jesus already came here and saved the world. So we know we can't save the world, but we definitely can impact this and redirect this negative behavior. We have the answer. Once again, we have the app and the curriculum. Wow. Uh, again, welcome to the Hilltop Radio Show, um, and I want to thank you again to 
take time that you're taking time out of your schedule and being with us because this is a, a very important matter. Not only the young but the old also go through this too. Um, let's go to the panel. Uh, uh, Robin, anything you want to ask uh, Tara uh, while we have her on here live? Anything? Because Robin, you went through yeah. bullying while you, was, you went through bullying while you were in the service. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it, and it was it was horrible. We were we were bullied by uh, by our peers, by uh, our our supervisors, people that were over us. Uh, uh, there was sexual bullying going on as well. Um, it it was it was it was it was just crazy. And so, how do you? What are some of the things that you do to let everyone know that you're out there available for them to turn to? Hi, Rob. Um, Well, what I do and where I get a lot of traction is uh, my social media platform. So I'm on LinkedIn as myself, you know, Tara Towns. And then we have the Bullying Buddy on Instagram, and we have the Bullying Buddy on uh, Facebook, Twitter. There's a lot of posts on the social media, but before the pandemic, I spoke everywhere. I mean, we were in all of the schools. My son and I, he's 13. He's been speaking since he was seven years old. And right before the pandemic, we spoke. We went out to um, South Dakota, Rapid City, and we spoke in front of 900 students there. So a lot of the, the stuff that we do, once again, is media, is speaking but it's also meeting with people. So we've been honored in the state of Connecticut by the senator, by Senator Blumenthal um, and the, the governor there as well. And um, just all over, you know, just meeting with state reps and principals and superintendents and just people in political positions because we know that the laws in place are not protecting our children. You know, they're mandated child safety laws, but yet, I can go to a school's website because I do that, and I see if their um, bullying policy or if they even have one is being used or it's being updated. The law states that every school must have a policy and procedure put in place, okay, that they update annually. I've seen some schools that it hasn't been updated in five years, and this is why we have kids, once again, not just dying, but just, you know, not all of them, thank the Lord, die, but a lot of them still, you know, try to commit suicide. A lot of them are on suicide. I have a little boy who his mom reached out to me. He was in major news. His name is Caden. His mom is in, uh, or they're in Australia, and he's on 24-hour suicide watch. At the time, he was eight years old on 24-hour suicide watch because she didn't want him to be in the hospital, so she had to quit her job and watch her baby to make sure that he didn't do that. So we're just getting out. We also do annual um, fashion shows in the month of October, Suicide Awareness Month and Dwarfism Awareness Month. So we do fashion shows. Mm -hmm. And we were doing events and, you know, coupling with other nonprofit organizations doing events. But once again, the pandemic happened. So it's just starting to open back up again for us. We have to we have to partner and uh, uh, hold on a second, Robin. Uh, Tara, we have to uh, partner because uh, you know Hilltop is a nonprofit as well too. So maybe we can oh, awesome. we can do something with uh, you know with Hilltop and 
Vibes Live and yep. uh, Groove, Groove City Entertainment. Their representatives are on here with us okay. as well. Uh, awesome. As well as well, maybe we can uh, get something going for next year. You know, in in Maryland and uh, Maryland, okay. Delaware, Virginia, as well as here in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> and <laughs> Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Are there are there uh, any programs to wow. identify uh, who the bullies are and why they bully, and even to help them overcome bullying? Yes, beautiful is, is question. There... That's an awesome, awesome question, Robin. And this, this is. This, I love this question because people don't really ask this question, and it's the most important question. We have the people who are violated, but what about the bully? So I developed a curriculum called Be Brave, and it does. It does exactly that. It does an assessment, and then it, it, it's a wonderful curriculum that we are also implementing into the schools throughout the United States. But, no, that is actually the breakdown. The breakdown is is that we want to look at the bully and we want parents, you know, people want to say, oh, you know, if, if he hits my son and I'm going to tell my son to hit him back. and So it just becomes this repetitive cycle of violence, okay, that we're telling mm-hmm. our kids, if someone hits you, hit him back. So it's just encouraging. And I know they're frustrated because don't get it, you know, wrong. When my son came home with missing skin, I wasn't so happy going up to the school. I was humbled through this calling on my life and my son's life, and, and, I, and I'm glad because, I have empathy for the bully. I, I tell people, remember, mm. he is nine. He is 10. He's not, you know, an old, you know, adult that is just this terrible person. He's a kid who is hurting. He's a kid who is misguided. He's a kid who wasn't parented. I, I don't get on parents, but I have a book coming out, my second book called Are You Raising a Bully? And in answer to yep. your question, because I think it's, I think it's the most powerful thing of why you're asking is is to know are you raising one because there are and I can give the signs of of what it is clinically as a developmental therapist. You, you know when you see a two year old dragging your cat across the floor or punching their brother or you know st- sticking sticks into the cat's eyes, that, that, those are signs of early aggression in the pre-operational stage of development. That needs to be addressed. That's not funny. Don't put that on YouTube and don't put that up on your social media and laugh at that because it's not funny. They're going to take that and placate that behavior and model it and start doing it to humans as soon as they get into the school system. So is, is, in answer to your question, hmm no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll wait till you finish. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. In answer to to, Dawn's, uh, to Robin's question, excuse me, is no, they don't, but now they will because we have it. <laughs> so, have so, it. What I, so, so what I want to ask, what you just said, I just want to piggyback off what you just said at two years old, grabbing a cat, drag, dragging, a, and you said aggression. Now, is that a, is that a, is that a, a gene thing coming from the parents? For kids to act that way at that age. That's a very I like this interview. <laughs> this is good stuff. Hey, these are thought-provoking questions, and they're important because this is in my book. In the pre-operational stage of development, which is about two to about six, before we get into our real, you know, character traits, um, we we can, 
you know, explore things, right? So sometimes you can pull a cat's tail. It doesn't mean that you're so aggressive and you're going to, but I'm talking about like when you're trying to push them down the toilet or you're trying to put a bag over their head and squeeze it. Those are things to really, really address instantly. I will save this in answer to your question as a developmental therapist because this is behavior. My specialty is behavior, and I'm a master's level, you know, therapist. And so I will say this, when you see the aggression and it's a pattern, it's a pattern, sometimes that can be due to conditions, right? You can have personality traits from your parents who have ADHD or who stress a lot or, you know, it's internal, but it's also, and I want to say this loudly, external. Your external environment speaks to you when you are too five. I mean, in a major way, it's like your television set, you know, without having a TV. So whatever you feed your kids, if you're cussing around them, if you yell around them, if you get mad easily around them, kids go off of energy. Babies go off of energy. They can't talk yet, so they Go off of energy. They will cry when there's a bad energy in the room. I've seen it. I used to own a daycare and a preschool for many, many years. So I've I've seen an infant just tell me, heck no, I don't like that person, you know, and they were right and they don't even talk. So yes and no. I would say that some some conditions are hereditary once again where, where there's a lack of patience and understanding, but then your external environment is shaping your child. So be be very cautious of what you're letting them hear, what they're exposed to. And even to, I have parents who say, Tara, I get that point, right? But listen, I work all day and I'm, I'm not, I'm not there with them. I, right. But you hired the babysitter. Okay. You, mm-hmm. you definitely are in charge Excuse me, of, of who is babysitting your child. So be mindful. How, what is their language like? What is their climate like? What, how do they behave? How do they handle behavior and aggression you know what i mean do they think things through or do they fly off the handle put nanny cameras and do what you have to do but listen get to know your child get to know your child early wow this is this is the hilltop radio show and we have the one and only uh tara lynn towns on here with us uh al uh mr Noevan, anybody else got any any questions for miss tara because I, I can I can stay and I can ask a whole lot of damn questions. <laughs> we'll keep on it all past, way past eleven o'clock. Uh, uh, Al, you have anything you guys want to add? Anybody? Yes. Um, when some of the bullying goes on, well, when the bullying goes on, and some of the kids are up in age as like teenagers, you know, and uh, and they got so aggressive with it. Do any of them ever get uh, maybe uh, the parents get locked up for that or anything? Do they, you know, get here responsible for that? Well, I, thank you for that question. I, I have one of my teammates next to me, and she said, you guys are asking amazing questions. <laughs> so this is good. Um, in answer to your question, no, but I will tell you this. This is part of my plan. My plan is to run for Senate because I definitely want to have it as a mandatory law that when a child leads another child to harm, meaning tells them, hey, go, why don't you just do us all a favor? This is a true story. A nine-year-old, Mackenzie Adams, um, very, very close to her family, been working with them for three years. 
nine years old hung herself for grandma's house and the person one of the children i can't name obviously the kids in the case because it's in it's in the court of law now but uh, one of the kids told her why don't you do do us all a favor and you know really take yourself out of this planet and what have you and she really did do that that evening and so if that were an adult legally right an adult telling someone coercing someone into a suicide it, it's a it's a criminal offense but being that right. it was a nine-year-old child so my okay so they're kids but you know what you're raised by somebody you got an adult at home that you live with so my goal is to you know, modify and re-implement stronger and heavier uh, policies and procedures in the schools and throughout the state, mandatory. So if a child, uh, you know, coerces someone into suicide or even, you know, makes someone try to commit suicide or just feel bad and harm themselves, then their parents are financially responsible and have to do a series of parenting classes and um, aggression classes and assertion classes and self-esteem with their child and that is my goal that's a very good question but well, as of right if, now no well hell if the parents commit child abuse they got to go through a parenting class anyway so why not go through yeah. another one <laughs> uh, <laughs> parenting and, and and uh uh anger management and a whole lot of other classes yeah. in, in order for you to get your child back so they yeah I, I agree with that they need to go through it again and the, and the child. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I want to say, too, to, um, to you know, parents, because I'm not, and I'm a parent coach, so I love parents because I want to I wanna help them. I'm not, you know, spiting them. But um, I want to say this. You know, when we're parents, because a lot of people ask me, I love the questions that I'm getting here because this is really what the whole, you know, fight is about and walk is about. But, the other side to this is the person who tolerates it. We don't call them victims because we want them to be empowered, so we call them receivers of bullying, right? And mm-hmm. so the dynamic is a watcher, a receiver, and a bully. So we say to the parents, they say, well, why does my child allow this to happen? Or, you know, who? what is the target of a bully? Those are the questions that we normally get. And I want to say that as a parent, we have to be, super mindful of our verbiage around our kids. And I don't mean if we're being aggressive. I mean even the part on the flip side of I'm guilty. Oh, I can't wait to take off this 10 pounds. When we say things like that, our kids are listening. And what we're telling them is is that we're not good enough, right? So then we're modeling to them, and we're not realizing it. Or when my son says, oh, Mom, you look beautiful in that dress, I say, oh, yeah, but if I just get my little tummy flat again or you know I'm telling him I'm knocking down his compliment and I'm telling him that I'm not good enough until I take off those five pounds so I want to say to all of those parents and I'm transparent I'm guilty you know when you speak please be mindful because they're like little sponges and everything we say around them and to them they're taking this in and then they're starting to form their identity through what we say what we wear what they're exposed to, what music we play, what movies we let them watch. And it really is amazing because on the flip side, you can have a receiver. You can raise someone who is susceptible to bullying. And on the flip side, you can raise someone who stands around and watches it and doesn't do anything. And on the flip of that, you can have the actual bully. 
So we must be mindful of what we're speaking. In my son's cases, it's not how he was being raised. It's that he was born beautifully diverse. I don't. I never say a disability. We're tra- trying to change that terminology, literally, you know, worldwide into beautifully diverse. He just was born different, and the kids just couldn't understand that. And because children are not, you know, brought up to feed on thing or, things or exposed to diversity, they they take it upon themselves, okay? And so when you're fearful, what are you going to do? You are going to react instead of respond. And so, it, you know, it can really be fixed. It really can. It's not that it's hard. It's just that we've been stuck in these ways since the beginning of time, and now it's out of control. You know, 18 children, I want to say this because I want people to hear this, 18 kids from 7 to 18 years old in Nevada. We were just out there on the news. In Nevada, took their lives during the pandemic, during the last nine months, 18 kids. That's two kids a month. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just I just pulled up, you know, as you were talking, uh, Tara, uh, this is going back to um, October of 2021. The top five uh, the biggest bullying problems uh, statewide, the top five is California, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Alaska, Missouri, mm-hmm. and Mississippi. Wow. Yes. And New Orleans is right there next to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Sure is. New Orleans, Montana, New Hampshire, <laughs> yep. West Virginia, Absolutely. and number 10 is Alabama. Yes, Alabama has a huge issue. I'll be doing some work down there. I just connected down there, and we'll be getting into the schools. That's where Mackenzie Adams and um, Madison Whitsett was another nine-year-old. They they took their lives in 2018, a month apart from each other, uh, in Alabama. And then there's a two two young men that also took their lives. There are so many kids that we, well, I guess everyone doesn't know about. I, I get. You know, people reaching out to me all the time, telling me, showing me, parents, you know. Um, and unfortunately and fortunately, I'm a mom first, and so I love kiddos. You know, I'm a developmental therapist. I love kids and families, so it hits me hard. But I know that God, you know, he gives me the strength. I'm, this is the calling on my life, and my son was the one who once again inspired me to do this. But it's not easy work, but it's work that needs to be done. You know, the statistics say the CDC says 5,500 wow. kids, 5, kids per year in this age group take their lives, and half of them have been related to bullying. So that's 2,500 a year. But I, I beg to differ, and my app will give, our app will give the statistics to prove that it's way more than someone's 2,500 taking their lives because I get people reaching out to me, and I can blow those statistics away just from the personal people who reach out to me that had children or know someone that has a child that has taken their life due to this. So, I mean, we have, we have horror stories, I'm telling you. A girl who threw herself down, down four flights of stairs in the hospital and still lived. Now she has four years of physical therapy. She lives in the hospital rehabbing. I mean, just, just because someone didn't like that she looked like a boy and she was a girl, she changed her name to Sam. I mean, it's just story after story, but people don't really know this part of it. And it definitely is not boys and kids being kids. This this is a serious epidemic within a pandemic. Wow. And then I'm looking up the highest 
the highest uh, percentage of high school students involved in physical fights at schools. You got three tied for number one. That's crazy. Uh, California, District of Columbia, and Maryland. Wow. Followed by Wisconsin and Louisiana. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Wow. And a lot of these fights, and this is what I want to say, too, there's no separation between the violations. Like I said, it's all bullying, you know, no matter what it is. If someone bumps into you and it's nonverbal bullying, you know, and you're going to defend yourself. And this this is the thing, you know, even the kids like the fights that you're looking up, we want to get to not that they are fighting. We know that they're fighting. Why are they fighting? <laughs> and what are we doing to stop the fight? And if you talk to kid who's in high school, it's always, oh, she took my boyfriend and she did this one, and she thinks she's better than me, and she, it's still a form of bullying. And the bully really, I'm going to tell you this, is really, really super insecure. If you look up the definition of a bully, he's intentional. He purposely picks his target. Look up the real definition of him. But he really is a person who is insecure, and he needs power. And so he finds people who are insecure, such as themselves, or people who are kind of introverted or don't have really a crowd of friends, lonely or what have you, emotional. The kids call them emos. Um, and and he picks on them to gain his power. That's how he gains his power. But he does it in private or around a few other kids, right? He won't do it in front of an adult because he knows that he'll be exposed. And that's what our app does. It exposes him because he needs to be exposed. And then he will be healed through the process as well. There's no lying on this app. There's no kid saying, oh, he hit first and she hit her second. Mm -mm. This app collects this data in real time and we get to see it. We get to look at what's going on right on video or audio. It does both audio and video. So this will really, really change the game. I want to, anybody else got anything they want to ask? Because I can ask questions as long as you're on here. Um, Well, I do. I do. um, Go ahead, ahead, Mr. No Weapon, and then Peggy. Okay. uh, What are the, what are the, is there more examples of of bullying outside of verbal and physical? Are there other types of bullying that happens to people that don't get known versus, because everybody talks about the physical and the verbal bullying. Mm -hmm whether it's online or in person, is there any other examples of bullying that people go through that we don't know that is not known? Yes, absolutely. And another wonderful question. Um, On the app and on our website, which is, I know my my team is like, their questions are amazing. They are, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Because this is how people really get to learn stuff. You know what I mean? We know the, the, the regular stuff that we talk about with bullying. But if you go to bullyingbuddy.world, there are seven types of bullying that we speak about. And there's mm-hmm. a big there's a big bullying um, topic that kids don't even know that they're being bullied. That's why we love the app, and not just because it was created. This is not, it's not about me. This is a mission to save lives. Children will be enlightened when they go into this app because a lot of them don't even know with what social bullying is. Even adults say, what is that? What is it? So social bullying is a, is a lot of the reason of why we have attempts of suicide or suicide. And let's just say I'm at the lunch table, which is I like to give examples. 
and and we're all in a clique and we're eating one day and then one one of the head there's always a leader in the clique and the leader just today in high school you know this happens all day long where they just, oh I'm not your friend today so then they go and make a rumor about you and they say oh she slept with this one in the bathroom or she her parents <laughs> don't have this yeah and then what happens is they take your social circle from you and they say hey don't sit at the lunch table because this is a true story don't sit at the lunch table with her or him any longer and so now the child goes to school and they're now shunned from all of their friends and their social distance from their friends behind a rumor so that social bullying is a really really big um, topic and kids when I talk to them when we used to do the talks in the schools prior to COVID you know, they would say, you know what, that has happened to me. I didn't even know that was a form of bullying. I didn't even know that it was. Racial bullying is the second one that people, yeah, people know about racial incidences, mm-hmm. but they don't know that it's really a, clinic, <clears throat> a clinical topic in bullying, and it happens mm-hmm. early. And sure once does. again, kids don't know, they, they don't know that when someone's saying to them, well, if your hair was straighter, or if you, you, you know what I mean, if your skin was lighter, or we don't want to sit next to the brown girl. I've heard this in my own preschool. He's brown. I'm like, and? <laughs> He's a kid, <laughs> just like you. Really? Wow. You know, that's but, crazy. But they don't know. They don't know that that's racial bullying. You know, social bullying, racial bullying. We, we know physical. We know verbal, right? Emotional bullying. The one where you say, okay. You're not really cool enough to be in our group, but if you do this, this, and this, then we'll let you in. And then and then you do those things, and then they say, nah, we don't want to be your friend. And then they say, oh, you want to come to this party? And then they make fun of you at the party. That's emotional. That's playing with someone's emotions, and they don't even realize it. So they'll just come home, kids are mean, they, they just were my friend, and then next week they're not my friend, but in I'm telling you <laughs> – in that time frame of from middle school to high school, you're, you don't even matter as a parent. That's where they say, hey, you can pull up, but don't give me a hug in front of my friends, and they only hug you at home stage. You know what I mean? So it's very, very um, important for their identity and their growth. But, yeah, there are seven types of bullying that we discuss on our website and on our platform. All right. Uh, Miss Peggy, real quick. Yes, sir. Um, I'll just, um, when some children come home, you know, and they seem everything's okay, they seem happy-go-lucky, but yet they are being bullied, Um, how can parents really pick up on that part of their child being bullied when they seem, you know, they say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, but yet you might know something is wrong, but not really knowing that they were bullied unless you see marks or something on them as well. And I just want to say um, I think that your app and everything you're doing is completely amazing. It needs to be, we we have a lot of, you're so welcome, we, we have a lot of people here, young people in Ohio we have sheriffs that are, um, they sit in the hallways because there's so many fights uh, at the high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of fights, a lot. Um, wow. It's, it's terrible. Um, so I just wanted to say, you know, uh, this whole app, everything is amazing. Um, but, you know, there's some children that are just kind of like at home, you know, everything's okay. So right. um, what could be said, you know, to maybe to the child or the parent that they could really pimp, you know, that it's bullying and to the point of they didn't know that they were going to commit suicide. You know, we do, I've known some families and, you know, their child has went away and, you know, or committed, you know, they've not went away, mm-hmm. they've committed suicide mm-hmm. and it's terrible. Um, so again, I just thank you, everything you're doing. Sean, I want to say thank you, sir, for bringing this awareness. Um, it is so much needed, sir. And thank you again. And thank you, ma'am, for everything you're doing. Oh, no. I, I appreciate that. I definitely do. Hold on, GK. Hold on a second. No, go, go ahead, Tara, because we got somebody else I want to ask oh, you a no, question. I, yeah. It's, it's yeah. beyond important. Beyond important because this is why we're losing children. So in answer to your question, when your child comes, I'll give some signs. Okay, when your child is withdrawn, when your child is turning down their favorite foods, when your child is trying to, oh, no, I'm just going to go in a room, and I'm just going to, you know, when, when they're just out of pocket in this day and age, please don't write it off as, oh, they're just in their feelings. They're little teenagers. Don't do that in this day and age because we're in a different animal in this day and age. When your child is giving away things that you know they treasure, when your child is irritable at the slightest thing, or your teen, it doesn't have to just be a child. When your teen asks questions, ask questions about, oh, where do you go if, if you really take your life? And they do it in a joking way, like, do you really go to hell like the Bible says if you take your life? You know, just weird, bizarre things. Please have your, like, super reindeer antennas, antennas on because these are signs. And in answer to your question, and I say this because I, I do get this question a lot, because what you're describing, that's why I appreciate this question so much, um, is what these parents that, that contact me, that I have contacted, that have lost children, Miss Tara, they just they just shut down. They said they didn't even want their, their you know, their favorite food. Or the day they committed suicide, they asked and requested, can you make me breakfast? Because breakfast was their favorite. That, you know, one in one case gave their aunt something and said, always keep these pictures of me. She said, girl, what? Uh, okay, like why? Why was it so like always keep these pictures of me? We must, in answer to your question, these are the signs. So I always like to give the signs, but what we do about it is have our antennas on. When you get those things, those signs that we sometimes look at and say, oh, they're just irritable, or oh, they're just being a teen, or oh, they just, you know, had a fight with their best friend. Or, It's not the lollipop world that we used to live in, you know, 90 years ago, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. These kids are social media savvy. Social media is like their family member. You know, being accepted is like this is what all of the people who, you know, most of the people in the industry, they portray, you know, money, cars, and fame and this and that, but they don't portray what they go through, okay? Even even celebrities and different people have been bullied or even have terrible feelings about themselves or go through depressions. Even celebrities with a lot of money have committed suicide. And people say, why? You had everything. 
having everything is not things and money. So I will say, in answer to your question, pay attention to your children and talk to them, and not the way that we would. When I talk to my son, let me move away so he doesn't get my game. But we have to outsmart our children. They're smart today, okay? And so it's not like the the normal rundown. You can't be normal rundown with them today. You're sitting in the car. How was school? Great. Oh, did anything? Nope. You know, that's how they are because they're so to themselves today. No, I said, anything go down in school? You know, you got to be on their level. You have to address them with their terminology, with their lingo, to where they laugh a little and say, Mom, please don't say fleek because you're saying it wrong. You know, things like that to where they say, oh, my mom is down to earth. My mom is cool. I can tell her anything. That's what we want our kids to be in that mental space of, I could tell my mom anything. Now, I tell my kids, don't get it twisted. I'm your mom. I'm not your friend, but I'm friendly to you. Do you know what I mean? So you can't come in here speaking to me some kind of way like I'm your friend, but I am definitely friendly to you, and I definitely can be, <coughs> excuse me, a resource for you to lay down all of your burdens. That's what we're missing. We're really missing that that human connection with our kids because life is so fast. And I'm going to say my second thing, and I say this when I speak, stop letting these electronics raise your kids. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tablet. Oh, that's okay. It's just going to pull out YouTube. the tablet for eight hours. <laughs> Especially <Stop> YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube, tablets, and, and cell phones. Stop it. They're not human. They're not parents. They're electronic. All right, exactly. uh, so, GQ, I'm sorry, Tara. GQ? Oh, no, no, I'm just, no, I was confused oh, with that yeah, thought. I, uh, I, I agree with the lady. Um, I deal, my job, I deal with mental health, and mm. I know where she's coming from with that. Um, we use we use different methods, but um, when we got a mental health problem, with a patient, we had to um, get down to a level and make, and you know, and turn the situation around. Which, when I was growing up, we didn't have that. Um, I got bullied from first grade to six, and mm-hmm. I had an aunt. I had an aunt that told me, "said Look, you're not going back." My mom asked me what was wrong. I, I never told. Her. But one day I came home, I was crying. I said, I'm tired of getting bored. Mm-hmm. And I had an aunt that took me outside. It's different times. So she took me outside. She said, look, I'm going to show you how to fight. And I took that because that was all I knew because it, it was back then. Not, it ain't time now, but back then we had to fight. So I learned how to fight. But when I got in seventh, eighth, ninth grade, that, that lifted off of me because I have outgrown that. Bullies they they target you when you're when you're down. And they they they, 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 they feed off of it. So when they feed off of it, they come at you. And I had to learn that. So once I learned how to fight and get involved with I didn't have no more problems with that. But here now, this day of age, you can't do that because the kids nowadays, they're not fighting. They pulling out right. guns. They're guns. 
So it's a difference. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I just wanted to make that point. I just want to make that point there. That's all. Um, no, Chara, that's uh, My dad made that point. My dad is 80, <laughs> and he said my my family nickname is an important point that you make is Lulu. And he said, Lulu, when I was a kid and someone tried to take your lunch sandwich, you just you get the bully around everybody, and you punch him in the nose, and then he becomes your friend and everyone. I said, Dad, that is when 80 years ago. They're coming back with knives and guns today, so that it's not punching in the nose no more. So that's an important well, point, and I say that to parents, too, who get very upset and say, oh, you say no violence and no this and no that. All I know is if somebody does that to my kid, I'm telling them, knock them the heck out, and I'm going to knock them out, too. And I'm like, okay, well, you just honestly, and today, if you want to risk telling your kid to go knock somebody else out, then that revenge is going to keep coming back. And like I said, they don't play with fists today. They play with medals. So... If you want to play that game and risk you and the whole classroom and teacher getting shot up, then go ahead. And then then they begin to see what I'm trying to say. And I do want to say this because I say this to my own son. Now, if you're in the bathroom and you're being jumped, or you're in you know you're in the playground and or away from this school, self defense is way different than teaching someone go beat them up back, and if someone looks at you wrong, smack the mess out of them. That, those are some of the things, you know, with parents, right? Because mm-hmm. they have a fear that they're not addressing. But I say this. If you're being jumped and you're in a field and you can obviously, first response, man, not the ambulance, <laughs> respond. Respond to protect yourself, okay? But I'm saying in the light of if someone looks at you wrong, Go smack them in the face. I mean, I have, I've had parents. I've been in some heated conversations with parents. You know, I'm old school, boy. We taught right. But like the gentleman just said, okay, you were fighting with fists back then. And then it went away. Today, it doesn't go away. Okay, it increases, and they come back with a vengeance. So play that game, if you will. This is why we're losing lives. Wow. I just, um, man, we can go on forever and ever. I think we're going to have to do a part two, Tara, and bring you back. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be an honest, I'll be an honest because, because this, yeah. this is important. This is very important because I want to bring on um, a uh, health, a uh, mental health uh, uh, worker on. I also want to bring, I also want to bring on, um, George Floyd, we lost George Floyd through, you know, police brutality, which the police officer was. I want to bring his uncle on because his uncle is real good friends of mine. I want to bring him on, and I want to bring, you know, I want to bring uh, a lawyer on as well, you know, a, a Parrington lawyer and stuff. The people that I know, I want to, I want to, I want, I want to make this a big. A, a, a big a big thing because you know me being a mixed child you know father white and mother black I was bullied uh, coming through in the seventies mm-hmm. when 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 the when the schools started segregating you know mixing the kids up together I went through that whole you know I caught it from the the white side and I caught it from the black side so um, and. Uh, and you know, and then you have people, politicians say, "Oh, it's the it's the music that's causing kids to act the way it is. It's a missing parent in the 
you know, in the household. Yes. Parents Influence treating the kids yeah. like their homeboy or homegirl instead of being like right. a parent, um, or Absolutely. gangs or gangs are are mixed up in the in the um, in the situation. Absolutely. So, and say it again. You stop that line. Huh? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, sir. I'm gonna say this, DJ, sir. Would 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 this be bullying too? We we didn't call it bullying back in the '80s and '90s. With the whole colorism thing, and it still go on today. If you're a certain skin color, especially in the black community, that you get that you get treated differently if you're a certain skin tone, would that be considered bullying? Yes, that's racial bullying. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it is. It's ra- It's called racial bullying. And and, and I spent over twenty twenty about twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years as a as a professional uh, football referee, not only in college, but I did, you know, Pot Warner, you know, Pee Wee and stuff like that. And I would always tell my crew when we did kids games, I said, now listen, sometimes you have to, you have to not get mad because of how the kids perform. You have to teach the kids as you go along. You know, if they did something wrong, don't always throw a flag because that'll irritate the kid, and then the kid will act up, and then you got to put the kid out the game, and then here comes their parents acting this and that. Because I did one game in Baltimore County, and it got so bad I put the home, the home side parents, everybody out the game, and the visitor side out the game. I put everybody out the out the game. Everybody had to go to the parking lot, um, and. I always, when I stepped on the field, my thing was zero tolerance. Where it's for the kids, it's about the kids, it's about teaching the kids, helping the kids get to the next level. But you, you know, you have coaches that bully the kids, you have parents that bully the kids from the sideline and stuff, this and that. I even witnessed a father get mad with a child because the child didn't make the tackle, go on the field uh-huh. and snatch the kid up and drag him completely off off the field and I'm turning to the you know to the administrator y'all allowing this to happen you know right. what I'm saying and then and, and then you wonder why these kids act the way they act so but well, I would love to bring you back on again uh Tara um I would love to come on to to come back on uh maybe we can pick a date for next year um January okay. And uh, and and really make this a you know a bigger and better show, and we also we're gonna bombard you now with with questions now. So and you hey, can bring your your staff. They're welcome to uh, to be a part of the show as well. They can call in and be a part of the show as well too, because we would love to hear awesome. um hear from your your you know your group as well, and then just awesome. you know bring bring on some. Uh, I know some teachers, you know, I, you know, principals, ex-principals and things like yeah. that. Um, I can get them on, you know, on, on, on as well too. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And but we're going to make that some. That would be amazing, John. I would definitely yeah. appreciate that. That would be amazing. Yes, definitely. Because I, I know she didn't tell you everything. Uh, Peggy, you, you, you lost a loved one through, uh, your daughter committed suicide, correct? No, sir. My cousin did. Your cousin, my daughter okay. passed. 
my daughter uh, passed away of heroin overdose. Okay. So you had a, yes, a cousin that committed suicide. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Um, all and right. My, yeah, and my, fa- and my husband's father as well. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. you, know, um, you know that. You know how that goes. Yeah, so, um, so Tara, uh, let everybody know where they can follow you at right now, and then uh, I got your phone number, and I'll make sure I'll keep in touch with you, and we can we can build this program. Um, and then, okay. you know, we have Robin, and Robin was, was involved in a – tell her the name of the movie, Robin, uh, that you guys uh, in the military did for the, the rape, you know, the um, – Sexual abuse, you know, some of the officers go through. Yes, it's called the Invisible War, uh, military sexual trauma, the Invisible War, and it's um, on PBS and HBO Max. It's still running on HBO. The Invisible War. I'm having my teammate write this down. My daughter is in the military. She's military MP, and she's a shooter. Um, and uh, okay. the military has a has a very high suicide rate for the for newcomers that come on the onboard. And I'm sure you're familiar with that. Just the pressure of you know the training and being away from home and yeah. the different things. And so we're we're actually you know in talks with the military for the Army and the Air Force for our adult app that we have called Stomp because it's for sexual abuse, it's for human trafficking, it's for domestic violence. A lot of domestic violence goes on in the military and the housing, the married housing, just from the pressures. And so we would definitely um, look at this, and and I would love to even discuss the adult app next time that we meet again because it will be... Anybody is in the stores now. It's in both Apple and Android, but Stomp, the adult app, will be in stores in two weeks. So, recovering. You came to the right. You came to the right show tonight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. This is great. This yeah. is great. And and I would like to uh, invite you all and have you all on the Vibes Live exclusive as well. Go. Awesome. Now that's on your time. That's yeah. on your time because Robin's from Seattle, so that's <laughs> on your time, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I'm, I'm, just messing with, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm messing with you. It's your I, time. I I'm <laughs> yeah, I just mess. No, you're good. I'm just messing with you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know what's so funny, Sean? We have these presentations, and we have meetings all the time. And and the, that was last week, right, Paige, with the school in Brooklyn? Yeah, the sister said, oh, we're on here waiting for you. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, you're not waiting for me at 5 o'clock in the morning. Said, oh, I didn't even know. I'm so sorry. I said, yeah. She said, 8 o'clock. I'm like, no, that's 5 o'clock. We're, we're in the clouds at 5. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get okay. It. We'll get it together. Yeah, we're gonna get it together. <laughs> we we can we can get the time where it's suitable for you and you and your team, uh, you know, next month, so everybody can, you know, uh, benefit from it. Because I know, you know, at nine years, six there, so we maybe we could do it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking with you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, no, uh, okay. no, we we get it right. 
I'm picking with Jay Bullying, you know. I'm just playing. I'm
that her hand was down and a little girl came and poked her her hand with a, a pencil and broke skin and the school told her, get over it. You know, you're going to lose your job. It was the most interesting segment I've ever seen regarding this because we know what goes on with the kids. So this app it has a place in it for teachers. Mm-hmm. So I, I want people to know, too, that you also can report what's going on with you. All right. Can I? All right. Can I say Go ahead, really Robin. quick? Yeah. Um. Um. I I've heard of of situations where people are oppressed to report what's happened to them within the system. However, mm-hmm. I want to remind people that a criminal act against you can and should be always reported to the police. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. and and so, and then when you take it outside, outside of that, see the schools they want to intimidate you into yeah. not reporting because their their insurance and their liabilities and all that. But uh, file a police report, do all that, and then let them fire you. Then you've got a, a case. Absolutely. So, yeah, mm. I just wanted to, you know, stand up for you right. Stay alert. So this app also collects that data, and then you have the record of it. Because a lot of people, when I talk to people and say, what is the breakdown? Like, why don't – we know kids don't report because they're scared, and even adults don't report because they're scared. Scared, But I say with this, I this is why I named it the bullying buddy. It's your buddy, right? Because – you don't have to say anything. The minute you say emergency or e, EBB, that's the emergency bullying button, and you command that to the phone or you can press it. It's a big, giant button on it. Um, an alert goes to your parent and admin and the bus drivers. I want to bring up to the bus drivers because they're a separate company. People think that the schools own the bus, and they don't. There's a, a, a national company that owns the buses, the yellow buses, and the bus drivers have their own union, and they're, they're separate. And a lot of stuff goes down on the bus. There was a little girl who was raped in New York on a bus, and her family, what, two years ago, was paid out $22 million because the bus driver said she was autistic and she couldn't speak. So the bus driver said that he didn't even know what was going on in the back of the bus, that he just saw kids around, and he had to focus on the road. Well, this little girl got raped and she was autistic, and so her family. So this is also for administration and schools and, you know, uh, um, politicians and people who represent education in the political world. This also protects the school. I mean, our app protects everyone because I have empathy for all involved parties. But teachers can report to you. Bus drivers can report there's a chat room on it. There's a bereavement section in the app where you can see all of the kiddos who are no longer with us. There's chat for the bully. There's chat for the students cannot chat with each other because we don't, you know, we, we weren't creating a new social media platform for communication. But, <laughs> yeah, I want to once again to the to the platforms. It's the bullying buddy, bullying buddy dot world, bullying buddy on Twitter, bullying buddy on Facebook, bullying buddy on Instagram, and then there's um, stomp 
And it, it, you know, they have all of the same platforms, and that will be in store. But Bullying Buddy is here right now, and I just, you know, ask everyone just download the app and save a life. It's not even expensive. It's nine ninety nine. There's no subscription. It's, I made it very comfortable because it's not about the money. It's about the lives. Exactly. All I right, got another Ms. question. Oh, Robin, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just one more. Did it, it was me, it be you. The, the, should, should a lot of teachers act like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't aware this was going on. And a lot of times they are. Okay. So should the mm-hmm. teachers, uh, have to uh, report or intervene? Yes. You know, in one mm-hmm. of our cases, Mackenzie's case, her teacher, once again, I can't name names, but her teacher, Mackenzie communicated to her on the day that she decided to leave and depart. She communicated and showed a note to her teacher, and her teacher literally crumbled it up and threw it in the trash. Now the teacher feels very guilty. You see, we have Did she get fired? Did they fire her ass? I, yeah, those are the legal things that I'm not able to talk about. Oh, okay. But she literally crumbled up, put it in a trash okay. can. Mm-hmm. And so what did that tell Mackenzie? That told Mackenzie that here's my leader in the classroom, and I don't have her support. That's what that told her. And then I have another baby, Philip. On the day that he departed from us, Philip had this, the whole class, and I'm allowed to share his story per his mom. Right, I love I love these families. They are my family now. As I said, this is not not money. This is this is really really. I'm in the trenches with these families. And Philip being teased in the school, the kids were. I'm talking about in the class the day that he did what he did. Okay, he was in the class, and the teacher left the classroom for a long time in an area where the school is just not a great school system, and that the kids were just going in on him. But like so much to where he couldn't take it anymore, and he ran. They were calling him fat. They were calling him dumb, retarded. These are the words. We do not use the R word, but I'm just, you know, verbatim. I'm edgy once again because I want people to know the truth. We're not sugarcoating it. This baby took his life at 10, okay? And his mother and his siblings, the aftermath is this is another thing that people don't realize. Once these children take their lives in the home, These parents don't have money to buy a brand-new house somewhere. Can you imagine living in the same house and you got to revisit, you got to go use that bathroom or you have to use that closet? That's that's crazy, but they have to stay in there. This is what my nonprofit does. We want to partner with organizations that can relocate these parents into different homes. You know, this is why we do what we do. But long story short, Philip ran to the principal. Okay, he was crying, he was distraught, he was everything. And you know, the principal told him, not right now, I have something important I'm dealing with. Those are the words that the principal said to Philip. Philip leaves, he goes home, and his mom is studying for school. And he goes upstairs and he hung himself from the the, uh, bump bed. And then his little brother, who's now has has to have counseling and different things. His family is going through it. Found him. So you mm. mean to tell me you didn't have time 
to say, Philip, you know what? I have an emergency going on right now, but I see that you're crying. I see you're upset. Sit right here. I'm, I'm going to get with you in like two minutes. You did have that time. And now you have to live with the guilt of a 10-year-old because you made him feel like he didn't matter. Absolutely, teachers need to step in, not only for what they see in the classroom, because they're, they're violated as well. A lot of teachers are cyberbullied, especially in the high schools. I mean, ridiculed, mortified on cyber, on the Internet, to where some of them, a lot of them, you know, vacate the premises and go to other schools. Because kids are notorious. Cyberbullying is at 87%. It used to be at 67%. It's at 87% due to this pandemic. But what I'm saying is, is that teachers, you have an opportunity. If we start looking at this, that's what I'm saying, why we need the awareness and we need the exposure. We need to expose the bully. We need to expose the receiver, the watcher. Everyone needs to be exposed because it will help you. When you are held accountable for what you're not doing, you're not blamed. You're just being held accountable. Now you open yourself up to receiving what you need to fix the issue. If we keep stepping on it, that's why we keep losing 18 kids in one school district. That's not in the state of Nevada, by the way, guys. That is Clark County. One school district had 18 kids. Mm, <laughs> so, mm-mm. you know, in a nine-month that's span, crazy. that's insane. That's just statistics for like five years in nine months but the point is is that teachers are burnt out i'm just being real and i support i hear everybody's side before all of this stuff i interviewed people i talked to people i did my research before i put out this app this curriculum because you have to know the breakdown before you know the recipe to the breakthrough okay and the breakdown is is that no one's being supported the teachers are overwhelmed. They're not supported. Classrooms are packed. They don't have, the, you know, the ratios are at a ratio. And then you have the parents who they're working and they're not supported. Then you definitely have the children who don't feel supported. And you have the bully who feels he's not. I mean, it's just not supported. That's the theme. So, yes, and answer that question, please report, talk to admin, talk to the students, get involved, get involved because we can save lives when we're involved. All right. Anybody else got anything they want to add or say? Speak now, forever hold your peace. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I don't have anything to say. Al, you there? No, I don't have anything. Okay. All right, um, I have a lot, but um, I'm gonna get ready to get on. I gotta say some stuff for you know for for when we bring you back because yes, I have a whole gang. I have a whole. I've been taking notes the whole time you've been talking. I've been looking at statistics <laughs> and stuff, so I've been writing it down a whole. I got a whole sheet full of stuff uh, that I'm, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna bring up when uh, we, we we bring you back. So um, uh, again, I, I appreciate so you. I appreciate you because uh, when when MJ sent me the information, I said, "Well, we're doing uh, uh, we do a segment every Monday morning on mental health, and oh, um, awesome. and then we just had a young lady from New York come on last week, and she talked about the correctional, you know, how bad it is in in the correctional institutions and 
in New York. We just had her on. So I said, you know what? This is a good, this would be good to, you know, to bring on the show and talk about awareness that, you know, that needs to be uh, talked about and needs to be heard. So that's when I hit MJ yes. back and, you know, and I uh, told her that I would love to have. I, you were um, on, it was a while back I was trying to get you on when she first uh, brought brought you to everybody's attention out there in radio world. It was a while. I know it's been a while. A, a long, I think it was last year maybe or the beginning. I think it was last year. Okay. And I was trying to get you, trying to get you then. So now I got you now. And, uh, <laughs> and we're, we're going to, you know, like I said, and then, you know, Robin will give you the, her information to get you on her radio show as well. Definitely. And then a couple yeah. other, uh, a couple other women I know, uh, that will, uh, that I can reach out to and get you on their shows. One's in California too. So on your time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. I'll yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm out here for a few months, and then I'll be on the East Coast. But, Sean, I wanted your emails. I want to send you the song. It's called About Love. So I wanted okay. to send you that to your email. I have your, I have your number, and what I'll do is I'll, yes. um, I'll text you my uh, my email, and then we'll, we'll play your song and stuff. Perfect. You know. That would be great. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for all of these questions, like I said. I have my right-hand person next to me, Paige Wheeler. She's our CTO, um, and she's amazing, and she supports me. I, I don't know what I would do without her. And she's sitting here like, man, I should be recording this. These questions are well, incredible. This, this, uh, this, uh, this, re- this is recorded, so when I text awesome. you uh, my email, and you text me back your email, and I'll make sure you get a copy of this uh, tomorrow. Yeah, okay, so you guys can. <laughs> yeah, so you but I can thank get you guys. This. I'm so excited. I'm I love, you know, vibing with good energy and I appreciate all the questions. I appreciate the comments. Um the vibe is really really awesome and you know, it's going to definitely take not a village but a nation to combat this issue and we just do what we can how we do it. And I thank MJ for for um definitely putting this together. <laughs> oh yeah. I do too. Uh, anybody else, uh, real quick? Anybody? Nobody. All right. Well, uh, you have a good evening and enjoy your. <laughs> do you laugh at me, Al? <laughs> you guys have a good evening. And again, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you uh, for again for being on the show. And uh, like Thank I said, we'll so we'll we'll pick we'll pick something up for next month that's suitable for everybody, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Be safe, and God bless you guys. All right. And thank you. Yes, ma'am. Good night. All right. All right, y'all. That's uh, Miss Tara Lynn Towns. Uh, You know, I had to, you know, uh, I want to bring some type of awareness to the shows instead of always about uh, music, music, music. Uh, You know, I want to bring something different, Uh, you know, you know, on Monday, at least Mondays, because, uh, Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, we're jam-packed with nothing but music. Good music, good independent artists will be on, uh, especially uh, tomorrow night and Wednesday night. And then Thursday night, we got 
four artists that are coming on Wednesday night. And DJs, we got a lot of music to make or break. So you guys are going to be uh, well, uh, just bring a hearing aid. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So um, on behalf of myself and the Hilltop Radio Show, you guys have a good night. Be blessed, and we'll see you tomorrow if you're on the trap. You guys have a good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Yes, indeed, baby. You are now tuned in to DJ Shine on the H I Double L Top Radio Show. What that is, Hilltop Mother. Shut your mouth. What? I was only talking about the baddest radio station on the land, you heard me? Oh, well what that is? Hilltop, Hilltop.